All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds. We are recording here on a very rainy Saturday afternoon, so not the best baseball weather, but that's okay. Because, like we've said, the players are currently at spring training, so we got nothing to worry about here. I am once again joined by friend of the show, Keith Hernandez. You know, not that Keith Hernandez. We're going to make sure, just keep reiterating that because they do have the same name. (laughs) Um, But he's just as cool, if not cooler. (laughs) So we like to keep him around. Keith, how you doing? Fantastic. Can't can't wait to watch these uh, 14 games tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. Can't wait to tune in to watch all these relevant players play one and a half innings. But (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So. Um, we did the AL West already. If you guys missed it, we're doing divisional previews one at a time. Started with the AL West. Today is the American League Central. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to need you to do a couple things here. Number one would be follow us, Beak Brands, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Beak Brands, all right, at Beak Brands. For me, I would be at Tim Ferdinand, and Keith is at Keith Hernandez, two Zs. Please feel free to interact with us on all of our Beak Brands posts, on our, our own posts. We're like we said last week, we're willing to talk smack with you on whatever you <laughs> want or agree, you know, because we do that too sometimes. Um, me and Keith are kind of in lockstep, so that works out. Yeah. The podcast is also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. If Apple will, you know, get their head out of their rear end, they'll be there in the next five to 10 days because they take forever to do anything. So just throw on that. If you're an Apple person and you're listening to this on Spotify, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. All right. We're, we're doing our thing, but Apple's slacking. Um, so that's kind of that. But I guess they're allowed to slack. You know, they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. So not the point. Um, let's get to what we're here for, Keith. The American League Central. Yep. Very exciting. Except, you know, the back end's kind of smelling. <laughs> so... We're going to do the same format we went with last week. So in case you guys missed it, we have betting picks for you. Uh, we're going to have our favorite edition in the division. We have some storylines for every single team out there. And we also have picks for AL Cy Young, favorite for the MVP. So if you're here just because you're a degenerate to wet the beak a little bit and make some money off some of these picks, we got you covered. So Keith, are you ready to go? I'm so ready. All right. So. Let's go based off just the uh, betting lines here. You got Tigers plus 4,000, Royals plus 4,000, the Indians or whatever you want to call them plus 600, Twins plus 140, and White Sox minus 110. So before we start going team by team, because some people, like we said last week, are still in other, you know, a different brain space for other sports. Keith, what was your favorite addition to this entire division out of any team and why? So my favorite addition was definitely that Liam Hendricks signing for the White Sox. You know, best team in the division last year. Probably going to be the best team in the division this year. Um, a bullpen who's not very good. They really needed that arm. Although they let uh, Colome walk last year um, or this year, you know, that's a that's a big bullpen piece that that'll really help lock him down for the next three to four years. And you don't think they overpaid for him? Cause he did kind of reset the market. Uh, yeah, he did reset the market. I mean, 
it's still, I think it'll be worth it. I'm, I'm sure he'll be really good for two years or probably decent the other year or two he's there, depending on whatever option he picks up. But, um, I mean, he's he's amazing. I mean, he he deserved the money. Uh, so, I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's really good, and they're obviously in all-in mode. Yeah. Uh, so, always we always got to bring the Mets around to this. And, like, Mets fans really wanted this guy, including me and Keith. And then he got that much money, and we were like, ah, maybe we didn't need him that bad <laughs> because that's a lot of money. Because <laughs> we know relievers are volatile. But exactly. like Keith said, he's really good. So I actually like that signing for them too. If he's not good, how how bad is that going to be? Like if he's like not It'll super be, elite. If he's like Wade Davis when he <laughs> went to the Rockies, oh my God, that's, that's <laughs> terrible because they don't have anybody else in that bullpen except for like no Garrett Crochet, else. who's like elbow is like about to – fall off yeah um oh man i mean that guy throws like 103 miles an hour but like he he felt his elbow tweak in that playoff game last year and they took him out uh apparently he's fine right now but i don't know i'm he's gonna have tommy john next year or two which is gonna be terrible for that team but they got nobody else in there so good luck yeah i'd be a little worried about that for sure uh but we'll save that when we get to the white Sox a little bit later on so my favorite signing is actually like a combo piece i guess um, both on the twins. So you got Nelson Cruz one year, 13 million and Angelton Simmons one year for 10 and a half million. Uh, and the reason why they brought back Nelson Cruz, but not the point. Um, the reason I like both of these is because they're like stupid underrated. All right. So for the boomstick here, he hit 16 home runs last year and a shortened season. And then a couple of years since 2014, these are his home run totals. 40, 44, 43, 39, 37, 41. All right. The guy's a power hitting machine. He's 40 years old. He doesn't look like he's going to hit that wall anytime soon because he just cranks out 40 home run seasons, like rolling out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for someone just to be a DH, that's all you're looking for. And he actually hits for a decent average. So you're not going to get shafted there. And, and then, he gets on Bates. Yeah. Like he's just a good hitter. 397 really on base last year, 392 the year before that. He's yeah, he's an all-around player. Uh, and then as far as Simmons goes, his hitting has really improved since he left Atlanta. So his Angels days, you got 281, 278, 292, 264, not great, but then 297 last year. He doesn't hit for any power whatsoever. And going to Minnesota, he'll probably hit for like he might he might hit like five home runs the whole year and that's like being generous um but he's a huge huge upgrade as a defensive shortstop and if he's gonna bat 285 you can't go wrong with that so what are your thoughts there no i agree with you i also love that Anderson simmons signing i mean he's amazing uh if you've never seen any of any simmons like defensive highlights you got to look that up right now I think my favorite one is the play when he was in the the Angels were in Houston, um, like a line drive to to right field with runners on first and third. He comes out to take the cutoff like around the pitcher's mound. He I think he like jumped in front of the first baseman, snagged the ball, slinged it to to first, like threw behind the runner and picked the picked the runner off at first. It was like insane. Like yeah, he he has like a magician defensive instincts. Yeah. yeah. He just knows where the ball needs to go at all times. Yep. And I, I like you know me. I like headsy players. So <laughs> exactly. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, so those are our favorite additions here. Just one other note that I wanted to throw in there. 
Mike Miner, two years for $18 million. Really good signing for the Royals because they can trade him. Yeah. And same thing last week with James Paxton. We're doing, giving Mike Miner the same treatment. If you sign someone that you could immediately trade for prospects and you're terrible, I'm in. That's, <laughs> that's a good signing. <laughs> Uh, if I was yeah. a bad team, that's all I would do. Just give me all these guys, and I'll trade every single one of them by June. Exactly. That's yeah. the best way to do it. I mean, it's that, free prospects. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just gotta bet low on these these random older players that, that nobody else is gonna sign, and then just hope they're good or hope they're decent, and send them for pieces and flip them for something else. Exactly. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. If you're a rebuilding exactly. team. <laughs> All right, so let's start with these team previews since we got that out of the way. So same thing as last week. We're going to go in order the way that the betting odds are listed. So if your team is good, sorry, you're going to have to wait. So here we go. Like The least we could do for the bad teams is let them go first. I mean, exactly. come on. Right. So Tigers plus 4,000. I'm not going to lie. There are not a lot of storylines around the Detroit Tigers, but we nope. do have a couple. So you got Miguel Cabrera, one, has a ton of milestones coming up, as well as could he finally actually be traded. Uh, you got Casey Mize, and you got Torkelson, their number one pick from not last, year. last year. Yep. So, Keith, where do you want to start out of these three guys? Let's, uh, let's start with Miggy. Those, uh, those milestones okay. are really exciting. Let's start with Miggy. So here we go. This year. Coming up, Miggy could actually reach every single one of these. It's like actually doable. Yeah. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, 600 doubles, 1,200 walks, eight and 1,800 RBIs. So, Keith, which one do you think is the, the, like the absolute lock that he gets? And which one do you think he might struggle to achieve? The absolute lock is like the walks because he's like 41 away. Yeah. Um, Home to me runs, and Keith were talking before we started. Yeah. Miggy and 40 walks. I mean, he'll get that by like by the like end of August, May, maybe. Not even, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, home runs should be hopefully a lock. I mean, like, like if you look at 2019, he had 500 at bats. He only had 12 home runs. So he'd be one off. I, I'm sure he's going to be so mad about if he, if that happened. But he was on a better pace last year. Only 200 bats. He had 10 home runs. Um, So, like, if if he's on that type of home run pace, even though it's like a he had like a 420 slugging percentage last year, if he's on that type of pace for home runs, 500 home runs should be a lock too. Hits, I think, might be the hardest one for him. He's about 140 away from 3,000 hits. Uh, I mean, that going back to 2019, 139 hits and 500 at bats. You go back to his next full season, 2017. 470 at bats he had 117 hits um the last time he had over 140 hits was 2016 600 at bats 188 hits that was the last year he was actually good 316 average 38 home <laughs> runs <laughs> so pretty much if you're a person at home you don't really follow baseball like that it just sounds like miggy's got to stay healthy and he has a shot at every single one of these yeah pretty much pretty much i agree where i think hits is going to be the hardest but for a different reason other than that he might be the only guy in the entire lineup <laughs> that like isn't horrendous. Like Jonathan Scope isn't that bad. Yeah, but are you afraid of him? No. Like, no, you're not. 
So like when Mickey comes up, like, you know, there's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be a couple, like the, the Tigers might win like 60 games. Let's just throw that out there. Like yeah. they're not good. Um, and 60 games might be like being generous. They're terrible. So if Mickey's up with the game on the line in like the seventh inning, you're just going to walk him. You're not going to face him. <laughs> so like the hit, the hits are going to be tough for me because he's not going to see a lot to hit. Yeah, that's uh, it's going to be gross. I mean, he's going to have like Wilson Ramos protecting him. Yeah, like, so he's got no protection. He's right? got no protection. It's yeah. Good, it's yeah. It's I'm sure he's going to be hitting third with like Jonathan Scope hitting in front of him and Wilson Ramos hitting fourth behind him. Like that's going to be disgustingly bad. I mean, unless <laughs> Wilson Ramos remembers how to be good. Um, and I mean, this I guess this is going to transition into our next next player. If they call <laughs> Torkelson up, that's a huge bat. I mean, I, obviously he's got to prove something in the majors. I mean, if it's a huge bat based off of what he did in college. But I mean, he looks like a certified stud without having played one professional game yet. Yeah, I mean, when you're, you know, you're in trouble as a franchise when you're like, wow, this guy's the best player on our team and you just drafted him. <laughs> you have nothing in the farm system, you have nothing at the major league level. Like this dude that we just scooped up in the draft like a couple of hours ago is immediately <laughs> the best player in our whole franchise. That's not a good sign normally. Yeah. But he has looked good. And they said they were going to call him up last year. There was yeah. like potential for that. So when do you think we see him by? So if I said Torkelson like pre or post June, what are you thinking? I think post June. But uh, I mean, also, let's let's wait and see what he does in spring training. I know he got a cut on his hand or his finger or something. He's going to miss the first couple of games. Um, so, I mean, if he comes out and hits like 380 with like, eight home runs in the first month of spring training, you know, I'm sure they're definitely going to manipulate a service time. I was just about down. to say, there's no way they bring him there's up. There's right no way training. they call him for opening day because why would they? There's zero, there's zero yeah. point of, of doing that. Unless yeah. like they think he's going to break the, the rookie record for home runs. I wouldn't means, even do it for that. Forget yeah, it. I want no. that extra year of control. No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. You can go hang um, out in triple a buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, I mean, his his first professional games are going to be the spring training. And then the first professional games that count for him are going to be whatever, either if he somehow makes a major league roster. I'm, I think they'll start him in double A. I don't even think they're going to send yeah, him in triple A. Double A. Double A for a month. Triple A for a month. <laughs> probably up after the all-star break. Yeah, they're going to do it all. The, the Cubs did to all their guys. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's batting like 7-10 in double A. Right, he's not ready. Yeah. He ain't ready. <laughs> Um, and then I guess the last guy, if you want to touch on him real quick, Mize, what mm -hmm. are your thoughts on him? Do you think, I mean, he's, he's gotta be called up, right? Yeah. I mean, last year he, he struggled a little bit. I mean, yeah. seven starts, but well, like, I mean like stuck around. Yeah. He's stuck. Yeah. I mean, 23 years old. He's their top pitching prospect right now. He's ready for the majors. You just got to let him ride. You got nobody yeah. else there. Uh, I mean, Matt Boyd is like, whatever. He's not that good. He's listed as her number one starter right now, which is sad. Um, oh, I mean, man. they got that other lefty, uh, Scooball or whatever. Yeah. Um, who's also not good. Yeah. Michael Palmer <laughs> hasn't been good in three years. He's coming off Tommy John. You know, former Med. Hope he's hope he's going to be good. But um, I mean, yeah, you got to call up Casey Mize. You have nobody else. All right. You got to keep him the major. I agree. And since there's not much of a real shot here for this team to actually 
if if not even win the division, I don't make, like not even a shot for them to make the playoffs. So like that's no. out of it. Um, if you had to pick anyone on this Tigers team to be on your fantasy team, <laughs> who is it, and why? Or do you not want anyone on this team, like under uh, any circumstances? No, I would either be between uh, Jonathan Scope or uh, Heimer Candelario. Yeah, I think that's the first baseman. Uh, Heimer Candelario hit like three hundred over the last like, or no, uh, last year he hit two ninety seven with like seven home runs, eleven doubles, like. That's pretty solid. Uh, eight se- uh, eight seventy two uh on base plus slugging, and then if Jonathan Scope plays like he did when he used to carry the the Orioles when yeah. he had like thirty two home runs and yeah. hit like three hundred, that's another like sneaky grab in fantasy. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. For me, I really don't want anyone on this team if I can <laughs> help if it. I can, yeah, um, but if you want to stream like Boyd, Scooball, Turnbull. Or even Mize, maybe if he doesn't get rocked, like mm. in like good matchups, I guess you could do that. But like, yeah, if you're playing in a league that goes negative, like you're really risking a big fat negative because there's no yeah. way they're getting the win. So the, it's just like the best, the best person to stream would probably be Spencer Turnbull, just based off of what he's done the last two years, where he's been like a little below decent. Yeah, he's he's had the best stats out of anybody in that. Yeah, on that team. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for the Tigers. So let's go yeah. on to our next team. You got the Royals also plus 4,000 here. Um, I so think I'll they're going to be better than that. I was going to say, here, I'll get my my thoughts here quickly, and then I'll let you go. Because mm-hmm. um, there's not as much, I think, with this team as the Tigers, because there's not really any storylines with them either. Uh, I think they're good enough to be, like, sneaky mediocre. All right, they have enough players where they're not going to be, like, horrendously bad. They'll just be regular bad. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll be in it till like mid June, and then they're gonna fall off a cliff probably. Yeah, like the um, the Mets between like 2010 and like 2014. Correct, exactly. Uh, Sal Perez will be back. That's yep. massive for them. Uh, obviously, I mean, he's one of the best defensive catchers in the past like 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. dude, he behind last, the plate. He was amazing. Yeah, he was so good I mean. last year. Yeah, that he, he had a career year. I mean, and 37 games. So what? I mean, 37 games, he had 11 home runs. And 12 yeah. doubles. Like, that's insane. Yeah, especially for him. He's not yeah. – like, he's been, like, a decent hitter, but he hasn't been, like, that good. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I want to talk about is the Benintendi trade, which happened, I want to say, like, <laughs> two weeks ago. So, I know – yeah, this makes you laugh. So, you take it from here. You go. You go. You yeah. take it from here. I remember seeing Benintendi was going to get traded, and I was like, like, where is he going to go? Like, what team needs a corner out? Because he can't play center. So what team needs a corner outfielder that's like a pretty a pretty good fielder, used to be a good hitter, hasn't really hit well the last two years. Um and then I'm like hearing the Royals are like in in the are getting Ben intended. I'm like, for what? Like what is going on? And then I saw the Mets were involved and I'm like, did we just trade for like Whit Merrifield or something? I'm so confused. And then we just stole their number seven <laughs> prospect for nothing. We flipped one of the, the like a number 27 prospect that we had, the guy that we got from the Blue Jays, one of yeah. the three guys we got from the Blue Jays for, for Steven Matz, for the Royals' number seven prospect. I mean, I know we have another player to be named later in that trade. That guy's going to be irrelevant. That guy's they, always yeah, yeah. they always are. Yeah. Like, that, like, I, it just makes no sense. I don't understand why the Royals traded for him. I don't understand why the Red Sox traded him away. 
they, I don't, I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. They've just been sh- getting rid of everyone for no reason. And they're not even getting a good return on after no, guys. I, and then that that makes me happy that we didn't have Chase Bloom as our GM between him and Brody. I mean, because if I think if we got Chase Bloom to be our GM instead of Brody back in 2018 or whatever, DeGrom would have been traded. Syndergaard would have been traded. Yeah. Conforto would have been traded. <laughs> Nemo would be probably in right field, but like Nemo would still be on the team. Um. Pete Alonso probably wouldn't have been up in 2019 at all. No, I don't um, think so either. I feel like they would have given up on Dom Smith. You know, all like like Jeff McNeil might have never been called up or whatever. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, but I just want to say, getting back to the AL Central here. Yes. What is that? And when you're doing like high school geometry, like transitive property, where like A equals yeah. B indirectly because B equals C and A is B or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much what they just told me is Stephen Matz is worth the Royals number seven prospect. So you can sign me up for that all day. <laughs> all right. Stephen Matz is terrible. And we'll get to, you know, shit on him a little. bit next week. Next week. Here. Um, we think they're going to be sneaky immediately. Yeah. Like we said, there's not many Slayer. They got with Merrifield. They got Michael Taylor. Who's yeah. You definitely. could have gotten him for last position on plan keith so if there you have go. to pick a couple of guys or one guy to be on your fantasy teams who are you taking and why is it mondesi because it's Stolen bases, a decent amount. He still strikes out a decent amount, but not as much as he used not as, to. Not as not as much as he used to. Two hundred times a year, yep. and hit like two fifty. Um, I think Mondesi is going to hit like probably two eighty this year if he gets his on base higher. That's a that's a problem with a lot of young shortstops. It's always a shortstop for some reason. They just yeah. never draw walks. They just hit 280, and their on-base percentage is like 290. <laughs> so, I mean, if he gets if 40 on-base percentage, which would be a career high for him. He's probably going to steal. You're wrong, and there's only one correct answer to this question. Okay. All right? The correct answer is okay. Sal Perez. Oh, Sal Perez. Because that are not <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'd be ranked like 90% of their production. Yep. Fortunately, and apparently, they're always. <laughs> He's on his guys. He'll be really, really productive for you because you're gonna have to pay up if you want Merrifield, 
Mondesi, or any of those guys. I'd assume. Matthew goes but... super, super early. Yeah. Mondesi's probably going to be a sleeper pick if you're playing with a bunch of casuals. Nobody's going to know who Mondesi is. Yeah. He's, yeah. He was a top prospect. I mean, he's been up since 2016 ish. Nobody knows who he is. I mean, he's on the Royals. Um, that's that's a good late round pick for any of you guys playing out there. Yeah, I'm with, even if you play in a league with diehards, you can still get South Perez late. That's the best part about him. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's the best part about him. So, it, listen, the Royals might not be a re, a good real life team, but if you need help on your fantasy team, they offer a little speed, they offer a little pop, and they also help with position scarcity, which is obviously the biggest thing you got to yep. go. Because if you play like God bless these people that play in like fourteen man baseball leagues. Dude, there's not even like five good catchers. So that's like the entire league does not have a catcher. So, oh man, must be tough. Yeah. I wonder if there are leagues out there, you know, like for fantasy football, they have like tight end premium where the tight ends like boosted by one and a half points. I wonder if people do that for catchers, like catcher premium leagues where it's worth like 1.25. Maybe maybe like like 100 man leagues or whatever, like something (laughs) ridiculous. I'm sure you have to do something like that. Oh man. All right. So let's get to the top the top three teams here, um, mm-hmm. listed by odds anyway in the division. So the Cleveland Indians, or you know whatever you want to call them, listen, they're the Indians they'll, to me. They'll still be the yeah, Indians this like, year. Come on, they're they're the Indians. Um, they're not they're not going to play without a name like the yeah the Washington, like Washington. Yeah, that's just so that's yeah that we've covered that numerous times. That is just terrible. Yeah. Um. So Cleveland. They have a couple of good players still left. Obviously, they traded Lindor, which we're going to lead off here. Um, so if, in case you like lived under a rock or you were in a coma or something for the past five months, the Indians traded Lindor to the Mets um, for a package of Rosario, Jimenez, a couple other players. Um, so, Keith, why don't how do you think the Indians made out in that trade? I mean, the return would have been good would have been like pretty good if it was only Lindor, but they also gave up Carlos Carrasco, yep. which is, I mean, a huge loss for the rotation. I mean, if they, if they hung on to Carrasco, even with the players they have now, they still have a chance for a wild card spot with, without pitching would Carrasco be nasty. in there. Cause the pitching would be nasty. Yeah. Exactly. And they have enough bats in there um, where they could have compete with like most teams. Um, they probably need another, you know, that in that lineup i mean their outfield is always terrible <laughs> um i mean they, they picked up eddie rosario that was a good pickup. um yeah, yeah that was a good pickup for them they they needed an outfield bat for the past like five years it seems like and they finally got one but they still I feel like they've needed an outfield bat since they've had like travis hafner like 15 yeah. years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god travis hafner throwback um but yeah getting back to that rotation i mean Tristan McKenzie is going to be good. Shane Bieber is elite. Yeah, he's elite. Top five pitcher. Um, I mean, and besides that, I mean, you got a bunch of. I mean, Zach Plesac is pretty good too. Like we we were talking before the before we started recording. Um, he's got to stay out of trouble. He does a lot of stupid stuff for no reason. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's one of those guys where they need to take his social media away from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think trading. Carrasco with Lindor to the Mets with the return that they got. I mean, you you can't bet it uh, bet on anything now because nobody's performed. You don't know how Josh Wolf is going to be. You don't know how um they they traded like the Mets traded like their number ten prospect, some outfielder. I don't remember his name. Um, you don't know how he's going to be. Um, you don't know if Rosario is going to be twenty nineteen Rosario when he hit two eighty five 
or he's going to be last year when he hit 210. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of unknown with what the Indians Yeah, got. there's a lot of unknowns. You don't know if Jimenez is ever going to come around and turn into an amazing hitter with, you know, minimal power, but he's going to be like a gap-to-gap guy and steal like 20, 30 bases a year with an amazing glove. Or is he going to be like, I don't know, Luis Guillorme? I mean, Luis <laughs> Guillorme had kind of a breakout year yeah. last year. Or is he going to be like Luis Guillorme where he's a great like bench glove? Or, oh, this is a good <laughs> good cop for Andres Jimenez. Omar Quintanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be a guy like that where he's just floating around as a backup shortstop for 10 years? Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me, the Indians got it done to them in this trade. All right? (laughs) I'll give you a couple reasons why. One, you traded the second best pitcher on your team for nothing. You just gave him away for no reason. All right? That's number one. Number two, you got a bunch of guys that, I mean, haven't really done anything. Rosario's had like one good year and we've been looking to trade him since like the day he came up. Right. I remember when he was like, we played that series in Colorado like a while ago and he was mm-hmm. swinging at pitches like 30 feet in the left-hand batter's box. And Keith yeah. Hernandez was like, what does this guy do? Like he has to be more selective at the, the real one, not me. Yeah. Yeah. The, the real Keith Hernandez was criticizing him as well as our Keith Hernandez. So they were in yes. lockstep. I'm like, all right, get rid of him. Whatever. The way I look at it is this. You traded Jimenez for Lindor straight up, essentially. And there's no guarantee that Jimenez is going to be as good as Lindor is, or even 80% as good as Lindor is. But like, come Jimenez on. Jimenez will be nowhere close to what. That's what Jimenez I mean. Will, Jimenez is going to take like five years to even hit like 35 home runs. Yeah. So Lindor's like going to, Lindor's done it like twice. And then what? And then we traded Wolf and another prospect for Carrasco. Okay. Like, you know that That's, meme where they're like, they're already on the plane? Like, yeah, yeah. whatever. They're gone. <laughs> yes, I live on <laughs> I, they got fleeced in this trade. That's because yeah. they don't want to give them any money. Which, well, now I mean, the Indians listen. have like the third lowest payroll in the MLB. Yeah, they're shedding which money like insane. crazy. I mean, India's not even, I mean, like, Cleveland's not even like a bad market. No, it's not. Like, And they have like fans that actually go to the games. Yeah, they, they're like, like they normally sold team. out. Yeah. They're nor- but even despite that, Let's go to their like the rest of their team here. Yeah. So Keith said before, between Bieber, Savale, Plesak, and McKenzie, they should be okay in the rotation still. Um, and their infield is actually still like sneaky good, right? So first base, they're lacking a little bit, um, but that's okay. Yeah, that, that they have guys who can power. Yeah. Bobby Bradley, I don't yeah. know how that'll go. But second base, you got some combination of Cesar Hernandez and Jimenez, who we just talked about. Jose Ramirez at third. Rosario at short, who if he hits a little bit, you'll be okay. And then the outfield, you know, Rosario, Mercado, and, well, I mean, right field's terrible. But all right, between those two guys, you have two guys who could hit. And then Fran Mil Reyes is actually a like sneaky good DH. Like, I think they're going to be a team that if their starting pitching shows up consistently, they're going to hang around until the end. I don't yeah. know if they'll get in, but they'll make some people upset, whether it's their fans or someone else's. In the In the words of the... Cleveland Indians Twitter account back in 2019. They're a fringe playoff team, which is uh, which what the Indians Twitter account called the Mets when the when they lost <laughs> they lost the first game of the series to them when they were they were battling at City Fields. They're like, oh, we lost to a fringe playoff team, but it's okay, we'll bounce back. And then JD Davis walked them off the next day. <laughs> um, if you ever need, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. If you ever yeah. need Twitter references from any point in time. 
our Keith Hernandez right here <laughs> has them all bookmarked in his brain. All yeah. right? He recalls everything on Twitter. <laughs> so be careful what you say out there because he'll come back years later. Be like, yeah, remember when you said this? You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So last note on the Indians here. Yep. Because we've been having a good time so far. But I, I have a question for you. Yeah. How is Oliver Perez still <laughs> in the league? I have no idea. And I mean, back to Twitter, I saw some Mets fans calling out for the messes on Oliver Perez to a, like a minor league deal just to have an extra bullpen lefty in there. I do not. I don't care how good he's been the last five, six years in the bullpen. I do not want this guy within a hundred thousand miles of my team. Do not put him anywhere near me. You still have PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want anything to do with him. Please. Oh man! So back in like, what was that? Oh seven, oh eight ish, give or take yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. I was like, all right, this guy will be out of the league in like two years. And now here we are, in twenty twenty one, and this dude is still kicking around. I'll never understand. <sighs> Me neither. I really don't get it. I mean, two thousand ten was the year the Mets released, so I'm pretty sure. Um. Yeah, but even when he was like when when the Mets were good, like really yeah. good, and he was still like he's walking mad dudes, or like he finally threw a strike and they hit it like five hundred and fifty <laughs> feet, like it was not good. It was not no, good. Terrible, terrible. I'll never forgive them for trading Xavier Nady for this guy. Oh my god, I was such a big but Xavier Nady fan. He when did I was look sick. elite in the black uni. He with did the high socks and all that going that on. That's true. The saggy pants. Yeah. <laughs> not, not. Like the black uni, like half unbuttoned, and this gigantic chain is going everywhere, <laughs> and like a whatever, either like dip or ch- chewing gum in his mouth that took up like his. It looks like a fucking chipmunk out here. <laughs> yeah. But when he looked good, like it was all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, look, good, look good, play good. Didn't really work for him, but you know, no. But he tried. he tried. He tried his best. All right, let's get to these top two teams. Yep. So here we go, Minnesota Twins. Um, let's start with this. Will Josh Donaldson? And the boomstick ever hit the wall? Is that ever gonna happen? Josh Donaldson's wall is coming up. Uh, the bats, the bat speed slowing down. I mean, he's still got cat like reflexes. Right. Yeah, on the on the on the field, he's still an elite defender at third base. The bat is slowing down a little bit. He's not gonna be, you know, the the three hundred hitter with the four hundred on base percentage that he used to be. He's still got a great at the plate. He's still gonna get his handful of walks, but um. I mean, are those injuries going to hold up? Um, that calf strain, I feel like he gets a calf strain every four every months. Every year, yeah. As, since like 2016. So he's an X factor for them. Um, I don't think Nelson Cruz is an X factor because I think he's going to go out there and hit 30, 40 home this runs what no matter does. what. Yeah. It's just what he does. I think if I have three X factors, it's a lot. <laughs> Josh Donaldson, if he stays healthy. Um, Byron Buxton, again, if he stays healthy. <laughs> and my third one is going to be Miguel Sano. Because if Miguel Sano is going to go out there and hit 260 and 40 bombs, 30 bombs, that's you, nobody's going to stop this team. I th- well, that's a little bit of a shot. But okay, they have a, good, they they have a really good lineup. I know what you're getting They have at. a really good lineup. They have a good top of the rotation. The back end of the rotation is scary. Not good. I no. mean, Michael Pineda. Uh, to you know, but he's been good for them. It's like he's so been, he's been really he good, for, been them. good for them, yeah. which is which is weird. 
I it's weird that he's still pitching. I like he's I mean, even though he's been good, I mean, I feel like he's just like forgotten about ever since he left the Yankees. Yeah. He's just been like well, he had the whole pine tar thing or whatever yeah. that was. It was like oozing off of him. Like, <laughs> multiple times. Multiple yeah, times. Multiple times. Um, but that one game, it was on national TV, right? Yeah, on ESPN yeah. against the Red Sox. And it was like dripping <laughs> off this man. I'm like, dude, like they don't care normally because like everyone does it. But if it's going to be like that, yep. you're, yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, if Mitch Garver remembers how to be good again, uh, like he was in 2018, 2019, that'll be another huge piece for them. Um, cause he's like solid behind the plate with the bat. I mean, he had 30 home runs in 2019. Um, yep. I remember he tore apart the Mets when the, when the twins came to city field in, yep. in April. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is a really good team with a great lineup pitching. The rotation's okay. I mean, the bullpen's pretty good. Taylor Rogers is solid. They got Colome for nothing from the White Sox. Yeah. He was a free agent. Also, Robles has been sneaky good ever since he got traded from the Mets. <laughs> what um, else is new? Yeah, right. What else is new? But besides that, I mean, uh, there's not really much going on there. Uh, Tyler Duffy was, was good last year, but and the year before that. So the last two years has been pretty good. So I guess based off the last two years, he's someone you can count on in that bullpen. Um, so I have two questions for you. Yeah. We'll go at number one. Is this the year that Byron Buxton will finally put it together? God, I hope so. I hope so, so That badly. is not very reassuring. <laughs> All right, so um, let me tell you a little funny Buxton story about Keith here. So you know how we've talked about our fantasy baseball league, which you probably don't care about, but who cares because you're here, so sucks to be you. Keith's all over the Byron Buxton hype, <laughs> all over it, drinking the Kool-Aid, making other people drink the Kool-Aid. He's all in. This man has done not a single thing <laughs> since they've called him up from the minor leagues. And whether it's he swings at too many pitches out of the zone, he's always injured. He's making boneheaded plays in center field. And when he is playing well, he injures himself by running into the wall at 100 miles an hour. Like, I don't know. I've been out on this guy for a long time because <laughs> you, you got to be on the field at some point. Yeah. For more than like 50 games at a time. And it's not like, yeah. like I know, I know, like, it's a physical it's not a physical sport like it's baseball they get paid a lot of money they're pro athletes like that's great you're not getting hit ever you stand in the grass in center field and you cannot stay healthy <laughs> that's not a good sign he's got like zero control of his body i mean how many concussions has he had at least three right something like that I don't um know. <laughs> and he, he keeps having shoulder problems too i mean so, i mean the man's made of glass yeah he really has uh, made of glass he's uh Grady Sizemore. God. Yeah, he is like Grady Sizemore. He's another um, guy. Yeah. But, I mean, 13 home runs and 138 bats last year, but only two stolen bases because he wasn't really hitting singles. I mean, half of his hits were extra base hits. He had 16 extra base hits, 33 hits total. So, like, I mean, the slugging yeah. percentage is nice. He had, like, two walks in 138 bats, which is... <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like that's that you can't have it. Yeah, you like can't he, have he's got to. He, this is another guy like Mondesi. He's got to get on base. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing he's got to do. Just get on base. Don't worry about hitting home runs. Like you, there's enough guys in your lineup that are gonna hit home runs on your team. Just get on base. Yeah, which he struggles with mightily. Which he struggles with. Yeah. All right. My second question mm -hmm. is: Their pitching as of right now 
good enough to win the division? I'm going to say yes, just because the other top team in the division doesn't have a great rotation either. They're good, but not great. Okay, so you're stealing so, all my answers. So yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> they like they're two top guys, Mineta and Barrios, good enough to hang in there with almost any top two in the league. I mean, the rest yeah, of the Mineta is like super disrespected. Oh yeah, because he's just super good. Yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, I think people remember just when he was on the Dodgers and he wasn't as good as everyone thought he was going to be. He had a great yeah. first year in the league. Um, the next two years or three years were kind of like rough. And the Dodgers are like, get out of my face. Um, I think he, there was a three-team trade with the Betts deal, right? That's where he got sent over to the yeah. Twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't in the original trade, if I remember correctly. Remember I don't that think original, he was. Yeah, that original trade. And then the Red Sox were like, oh, my God, wait, we got nothing. No, no, no deal, no deal. And then somehow backed out of it. And then they set up a new trade. And then Maeda got shipped to the Twins, which was, I mean, go for the Twins for, for pulling that off because he was – Second in the Scion last year, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, since the I mean the White Sox have a good top two as well. Um, they have a couple more X factors in that rotation compared to the twins, because the twins have a guys who are just solid or like a little below average. I was gonna say and Maeda like, you know reminds me a lot of Hiroki Kuroda. Yeah. Another <laughs> Japanese player. Like ton of innings thrown. And he's just going to be, like, anywhere from pretty good to on his good days, like, eat elite. Like, the elite doesn't come as often as you'd like, but, like, that's what you're getting out of him. Mm. Um, and I also agree, like I said before, I think their pitching is good enough to hang in there in this division because none of these teams outside the Indians have any pitching. And the Indians, you're still, like, you're, ho- you're counting on guys that they're younger, you don't really know what you're getting out of them. All right, so we agree there. But now, if you're here last week, you know what's coming. Um, but if you weren't here, it is time for Keith's Corner. So yeah. if you're new to this, let me explain. This is the part where Tim is quiet and Keith goes on a little five-minute spiel about whatever he wants. So, Keith, the table is yours. Keith's Corner, you got it. All right. So since we're about to talk about the White Sox, I would like to talk about why would you get Tony Larusa? To be your manager, when you have some of the most dynamic young players in the league, you know, Tim Anderson, Yon Mankata, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Lucas Giolito, like he's going to be so out of touch with your best players. Like, I, I kept seeing all these offseason interviews with Tim Anderson. Um, you know, uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later when we go over some awards. I think I'm going to switch my pick that Ooh, okay. that we had before. Um, but t- people kept asking Tim Anderson, like, hey, has Tony LaRusso reached out to you yet to, like, you know, talk about next year? And he's like, no. Like, haven't heard from him. I don't, they probably didn't speak until day one of spring training. I, you know, I don't know if he showed up early. Um, I don't know if he showed up, like, the scheduled first day of camp, because that could say, I don't uh, whatever whatever he did could say about his attitude about the season. Uh, I mean, I see I saw a video of him yesterday, and he looked like he was having a great time. So you know, good for him. But there's going to be some problems in that clubhouse just because of the disconnect with the manager. Um, and I wonder if that's going to hurt them going forward in the division race because that could sneak the Twins up there. 
to steal the division from them. Uh, I think, you know, the White Sox are the clear favorite just based off of last year. Um, their lineup is more balanced. They have a little better pitching than the Twins. So, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see how this plays out. So, I, I for me, like, I get it, like, where you're coming from on this. But, like, this man knows how to win. That is true. He's a winner. Uh, people don't like him. Uh, he knows how to win. So, like, at some point, something's got to give. It's going to be one or the other. I just don't know which one it's going to be. So, that's something to monitor throughout the season. But let's talk about the White Sox for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple, we'll do two things at once here. Will we see Michael Kopech this year? And is their bullpen good enough to carry them? Cause they only really have one guy that's like reliable on a consistent yeah. basis. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, I think Kopech will be up probably by June, July ish, maybe around the all-star okay. break. They really got to take their time with him. Um, you know, there's no reason to get him hurt again. He's a really good arm that you need. <laughs> you know, that's he's the their game changer. He's their game him. changer. Yeah. If if he's in the rotation, they have the best rotation. They're the scary league. now. They're scary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have the best rotation in the division automatically. Um, you know, you slide Lance Lynn. You know, Lance Lynn as your number three is like okay, Lance Lynn. He's okay. But Lance Lynn is your four, your five, game changer. Because yeah. Lance Lynn is going to beat any four or five pretty much, except for like maybe like the Mets and like a couple other teams. Um, he's going to beat still. anybody yeah. else's four or five. So, I mean, that's that's a huge game changer. Now the bullpen, they will be trading <laughs> for at least one other arm. They have to. Yeah. They have to. That bullpen is going to be terrible, especially if Crochet goes down. With that elbow, yeah, that I mean, just having Liam Hendricks in there, you're either gonna blow him out, or that I mean, everything's gonna fall apart. That's just bad things waiting to happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt them signing a guy like late in spring training who's still kicking around Mm -hmm. to get him going at least, and then trade for a guy later on. That yeah, they Um, they need to. So, do you think? Because there's a lot of expectations on the White Sox this year. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. on them, and you know, kind of deservingly so. Yep. Uh, it's their time finally. They had a long come up. Do you think their younger players might crumble under the pressure? No. Because they have a lot of guys with high expectations, but they haven't really all put it together at the same time. I mean, they have enough leaders on the team. I mean, Yasmani Grandal has been to the playoffs enough time with the Dodgers and all that fun stuff. Um, Jose Abreu is a seasoned veteran who knows what he's doing. Adam Eaton won a World Series with the with the Nationals. They have enough leaders on that team to hold them down. Um, you know, I mean, Jose Abreu is not only a good leader for the whole team, but for their big Hispanic core. I mean, that's that's yeah. that you when you have a a team where your best players are like international prospects, like you need a veteran either from from the same country or at least speaks, you know, their language where you know they're going to hold the team down together so that's that's going to be huge for them i think they'll be fine um you know luis robert was great for the first two months of the season last year and he hit like 130 in september or whatever but i mean he came back in the playoffs and hit like 303 he's going to be fine tim anderson's a stud he's going to be amazing um for some reason tim tim anderson is still super 
super underrated. Do not know why. Um, I think I love people... him. I don't want to talk about Tim Anderson. Yeah. I love that this man pimps everything, everything. that he does. I <laughs> love it. Even when he hits it into the gap, the bat goes flying. Let's like, yeah. home run. He's just got to egg out this double. I love it. I love it. I need, I need more of that. And if you're a yeah. casual baseball fan and you need someone fun to root for because the old people in baseball try to squash all the fun, like Tim Anderson is the guy for you. This guy doesn't give a shit about anything. Tim oh, Anderson's going to pimp a walk-off Grand Slam, and he's going to get benched for the entire week by Tony <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Oh, man. So let's get – because we'll wrap it up when we make our picks here. Mm-hmm. So let's wet the beak. So yep. if you're new to that part, wetting the beak, our favorite bets here. So favorite bets to win the AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber plus 375, Giolito plus 500, Berrios plus 2,000, Lynn plus 2,000, Maeda plus 2,000, Keichel plus 2,500, or Mize plus 5,000. So where are you on this? Um, I think I'm sticking with Bieber to go back to back. Okay. Um, going with the favorite. Yeah, I'm going with the favorite. He's <laughs> so good. I mean, Giolito is going to be right there with him. Um, I don't think Berrios is going to be in the consideration as much as they have him. Um, you know, he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be a top, what is it? Top six finisher. Um, I think Maeda will have a better year than him. Keuchel is probably not going to be a consideration because he's not going to have the strikeouts. Yeah. Um, his ERA is probably going to be like a three, five. He's just not going to, he's not going to be there. So yeah, Bieber, Bieber's my luck for that. All right. So obviously Bieber's the favorite, but for me, I'm going to take a little bit of upside and I'm going to take Berrios pretty much mm-hmm. for one reason only. If the Twins get in and this guy wins like 18-plus games, now I know wins don't actually matter, but the people that vote on this actually care about that for some reason. Um, And his stuff is the most electric out of anyone who's left after Bieber. Like between Maeda, Keuchel, Mize, Lance Lynn. Like out of those guys, he definitely has the best stuff out of all those guys. So he's going to have the strikeout numbers. So if he can carry Minnesota, I think the people might actually throw some votes his way. I don't yeah. know if he'll win it, but you're going for upside. That's my pick. Yeah, I think that's a that's a sneaky good pick. I mean, I feel like Maeda might have a better year than Barrios, but I don't know. Well, so, I mean, I, I'm swinging for the fence. So yeah, he's got to wait and see. Because obviously, if we could double up, I mean, you can't. I'm taking Shane Bieber. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> but only a plus three seventy five. Like I'll for my long shot, I guess would be Barrios. Right. Yeah. MVP out of this division. You got Jose Ramirez plus 1,200. And then pretty much the game should be called Pick Your Favorite White Sock. <laughs> so you got Abreu, Robert, Moncada, all at plus 2,500. Jimenez plus 3,000. And then you mm-hmm. Tim Anderson plus 4,000. Mondesi plus 8,000. So I'm going to go first for this one. Um, Mondesi's not winning the MVP. Don't waste your money. Okay. Plus 8,000 for a reason that's not happening. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I don't think he's going to pull it off either. Now, we have talked about this. This is Mike Trout's award to lose. Um, but yep. if I'm going to take someone um, like, out of my favorite White Sox guys, I'm going to take Jose Abreu only because I've mm-hmm. seen him do it before. Keith said before he's the leader of the team. He's been there the longest. Um, now, I know he's not going to have any speed stats, but it doesn't matter because if he bats 310 with 35 home runs and 120 RBIs and carries them, uh, yeah. he'll be the guy. I know there's a lot of 
young players on here. But like we said, like Mankata was good two years ago, but not last year. And Robert was super inconsistent last year. And Jimenez is all over the place. So, and Keith's guy, Tim Anderson, who I'll let him talk about in a second, who I yep. would, would have been my second pick for this. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of upside on the White Sox. So, and they all pretty much have the same odds, but I'm going to go with Abreu. So mm -hmm. you said you're going to take Anderson. Yeah. So I, was, to Anderson. so I was originally going to take Luis Robert. Um, but then I, I remembered how big of a Tim Anderson fan I am. And I was like, this, this is the guy. I mean, you look at the last two years. If he, I, if he hits 335 like he did in 2019, except he plays a full, not even a full 162. If he plays 150, 155 games, he's going to hit 40 doubles. He's going to hit at least 25 home runs. He's going to steal at least 25 bases. So like, and he can even win, go out there and win a gold glove at shortstop too. Right. You know, if he, if he has crazy defensive stats and he carries his war or whatever, or his F war, you know, whatever you want to, you whatever sabermetric stat you want to use, um, that could put him ahead of, you know, trout, not probably not ahead of trout, but like other guys like in the, in the AL, like other favorites, like Bregman and Ramirez and, Rendon. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so if, if you're picking not a White Sox here, you're a fool. Uh, you're yeah. a fool. You got to pick yeah. a White Sox for the, player. For, the, just... for this division. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. Out of this division, yes. Like, you're taking a White Sox player. Yeah. Uh, all right, Keith. So it's time. Make your pick here. My chalk pick, I'll go first, obviously, is the White Sox. We talked yep. about how dynamic their hitting can be, how dynamic their pitching could be if Kopeg, you know, comes up and he's healthy. Um, my upside pick. I was torn between the Twins and the Indians, but I just – I don't know. I don't trust the Indians. I just don't. I, yeah. I'm going to take the Twins. Their hitting is insane. They're used to not having, like, really good pitching after the top two or three guys. Mm. Same formula. That's one for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually won the division, like if the White Sox got off to a slow start or, like you said, Tony La Russa kind of throws a wrench into everything. Yeah. But my pick is the White Sox. My upside pick is the Twins. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I don't think the Indians are going to be good enough to hang in there for the whole ride. You know, they'll they hang in there till July, maybe August, but by then, like, that's yeah. that's going to be it. It's really between the tin, the Twins and the White Sox, and you know, I think the White Sox are the clear favorite right now, um, and probably the clear favorite going forward, just because of how young their team is, um. But yeah, I mean the twins, the twins are right there with them, um, and it really depends on I think you know who's going to beat up on the the bottom of the division more between the Correct. Tigers and the Royals. You know who's what who's the Royals going to play spoiler against because they're good enough to you know split series with these two teams. Yep, sneakily mediocre. Yep, that's what we said to start it off. So, All right, yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for us today with the AL Central next week. We're going to the AL East, so don't worry. We know we're a New York-based company, so hopefully you Yankee fans come with us, and we'll try to be a, as objective as possible. Um, that division's got a lot going on. There's a, lot, the, a decent amount of trades, some storylines. The only thing I'll hate on about the Yankees is Aaron Judge's new teeth. I can't believe teeth. he got his teeth fixed. <laughs> he, got, he looks so stupid. Just keep the gap. That's how you look. As if, he, as if he didn't look enough like a Sasquatch as it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's what we got coming up next week. Like we said, to start this off here, Spotify, Google Podcasts, hopefully Apple soon. Follow Beak Brands on Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Keith at Keith Hernandez, two Zs. Be sure to be on the lookout. We just started our hockey podcast series with another new friend of the show. That's normally recorded on Wednesdays and dropped on Thursdays. We obviously still have our football content out there and basketball regular season. Um, obviously, no one cares about that, but we do cover it as well. So we got all that coming up. We will see you guys next week. And until next time, we're off. Yes, sir.